Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Kellen Flukiger. He's a coach, speaker, award-winning author, and an alchemist for exponential personal growth. And he is also a podcast host, and he holds a very good podcast called your ultimate life with Kellen Lokiger. Welcome to the show, Kellen. AJ, thank you. I'm just impressed as anything because you said my name right. Flukiger is so complicated. I get Fluckinger, Flukinger, Flickinger, and all kinds of other things. And so I told you once and you did it perfect. So I'm blown away. Yes, because your journey is not a fluke. It's a real one. You have written 18 books. Kellen, and that is not a fluke. That needs a lot of experience, an experience of life, well-lived, well-seen, and now asking and giving everybody a chance to learn from you to be the best version of yourself, of themselves. And that is why we will begin from that before coming to the income and impact part is about your ultimate life, the ultimate life with Kellen Flukiger. But Kellen, first question here is that People say life is what you make of it. And people have to make something of their life to firstly earn their livelihood. How do you manage all those things and achieve that ultimate life? So, yeah, there's a couple of things to start with. Number one is you said your life is what you make out of it, and it really is. So I live uh, in the cold. I live in Canada, and it's cold and snows a lot. And and if it's cold and snowy, I can decide it's a rotten day, or I can decide it's a fun day and go play in the snow. Uh, I can decide anything I want. Like I had an illness, serious illness four years ago. I went to the hospital and I actually died in the ICU. I could have viewed that as a catastrophe because I was in a coma for 17 days and it wrecked my body. Or I can choose to see that it's a gift. And so everything that we do, you, you individually, listening right here, right now, you get to decide what it means. And so that's how you create your life. And you know, because some people, they win the lottery and they're not happy and they lose all their money. So it isn't having something, it's how you choose to view every thought, every action, all the time that really decides how your life is. So that's the truth of what you just said. Your life is what you make out of it. Now, uh, do you want me to go on a little bit or do you want me to stop yes, there? Yes, about the ultimate life. What is an ultimate life? What is so, it that people should aim for? Well, you, you're going to define it the way you want. I created a definition when I created the podcast, and we're nearly at 750 episodes, which is wonderful, and I get all kinds of cool people on there too. But I made a definition, and it's this. Living a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your gifts. And it's based on a very simple premise. You and I as humans were built to love and serve each other, period. We're happiest when we do that. We feel most productive. We're most motivated. We're most engaged. And we've built another kind of society that has a religion around money and says, you know, status matters and all that stuff. But none of that produces happiness. And there's a million examples that show that from celebrity suicides to all kinds of stuff. You and I were happiest when we're loving and serving the people around us using the gifts that we have. So I define the ultimate life that way. 
and I make a I have a long morning ritual every day to prepare myself joyfully and on purpose to live that ultimate life. And so I have a purpose. My year starts October 14th. There's a whole story behind that, which we probably don't have time for. But October 14th of last year, I set a new goal. My goal for this year, which is now almost a quarter over, is to help 50 million people to discover and to serve with their divine gifts. And yes, that includes the income and impact piece. But we have this disease that we think it's separate. We think love and service is somehow this spiritual woo-woo crap, and that income and impact is some other thing, and it's not. It's one life, and you get to make out of it what you want. And when you focus like that and choose to dive into your gifts and serve with them without worrying about what anybody else thinks, that's how I create that life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, which for me is not aspirational. I live that way every day. The excited, weird person you see right now, this is me. Morning, tonight, every day, all day, meet me in the store, on the street, here on the podcast, same dude. Same dude. And that that's the perfect thing, uh, Kellen. That is what one should be. Many people want to be. But you see, the word uh, serving others has become into serving self. And then there is this now word called self-care. So how do you manage with these two things? Because you as an individual can afford to go for a long ritual early in the morning. But for a lot of people, the ritual is to think about how to earn money enough to be able to live the life that they want. And that is where they are always struggling what exactly they can do to make their life better, at least in terms of prosperity, in terms of be able to afford the basic things or even better things that they need for themselves as well as their loved ones. How do they manage with so many things which are, you know, contradictory and very difficult to, you know, calibrate with one another? How do you do that yourself, Kellen? What would you say to these people who are trying to manage uh, everything together at the same time? So here's the first thing. First of all, I love you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. There isn't a magic bullet. If there was, I'd, you could buy it on Amazon and deliver it to you. The lear- learning to manage the needs of life, which is earning money every day to get a roof over your head and pay your rent, those are real and present needs, and we can't pretend them away. One of the things that we've had the privilege of doing is since the war has started in Europe— um, my wife is uh, Ukrainian. Her dad was born in Odessa. And so we have taken a family from over there and we've decided to help that way. And so we have a mother and daughter who we love de- dearly and they, they're with us. And husband can't leave the country because of the military thing. So that's just an opportunity to serve. And we're blessed that we have enough space and opportunity to do that. If you're pressed for time, it, this goes back to what we talked about to start with. When I say I have all these obligations and this is how I feel about it, the word obligation carries the seeds of resentment. When I am obligated, there's an underlying feeling that I would rather be doing something else. But I have to do this. That that 
feeling right there is damaging. It takes away your energy, your creativity, and everything else. What if you're going to do this thing anyway? Earn money, go to maybe a job that's not your favorite. What if you made a choice internally to think of it as a privilege, an opportunity? I don't have any obligations anymore. All I have is commitments. Well, if I've committed to take care of my family or these folks that are with us or my wife's mom lives with us also, if I've committed to do that, I can either commit like this or I can commit like this. It's a privilege. It's a joy. And I love it. And yes, it takes time. And yes, it takes money. And yes, it gets in the way of stuff. And yes, it makes it longer for me to do this, that, and the other. But I choose to love it because I can. Nobody can make you feel like this about the things you choose to do. Only you. And if your day is full of necessary actions to put a roof over your head and to eat, then lean into them and love them. I promise you, it will feel lighter, you will be more creative, and the opportunities to grow and do things better and make more money or create other, they they will come, but they don't come when we live like this. Right, Kellen, right. And in fact, I'm, I'm actually trying to grasp all that energy, all that insight, all that knowledge of you know of your life that we have put into especially into the into your last uh, couple of minutes three four minutes in fact at the same time i am wondering now and i understand now how i how you have been able to write 18 books uh, many amazon bestsellers recorded 82 songs performed with the number one billboard charting uh, choir in phoenix and you know now you are helping people be the best version of themselves and still going strong, Kellen means I, I cannot get a better inspiration in front of me uh, that I see right now. So- you know, it's funny. I, when, I, when I turned 66, I, I'm 67 now, but I turned 66 a year ago, December, so 13 months ago. And I, and I do, I meditate a lot and I, I do things intentionally to connect with spirit or whatever you want to call it. Because here's the way I feel. Look, we're divine beings. We're created on purpose. We're not accidents. Okay? And you can call the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But you're created. You're intentional. Well, to me, that says I want to have that connection as open as possible. So if I want to get strong, then I do push-ups. If I want to have a connection with spirit, then I have to spend some time in meditation or prayer or whatever it is that allows that connection to flourish. Anyway, so when I turned 66 13 months ago, I had this weird feeling that day. I thought, okay, I'm at the top of the mountain which means I'm halfway through. Well, if I do the math, that means I'm going to live till I'm 132. And you know what? I feel that. Like many days, I feel a visceral increase in connection and in energy. And my goal of 50 million, that's not some fanciful wish. I'm going to do it. I don't know exactly how yet, but I don't care. It's going to happen because I look at everything as an opportunity, even the stuff that I used to think about like this. Right, right, Kellen. Talking of the mountain, Kellen, I cannot just think about people talk about being lonely at the top. Did you feel lonely at the top? I think you did not. You are trying to reach 50 million people 
just this year itself this talks about purpose this talks about divinity this talks about leading a full life going full throttle and leading a very purposeful life not only for yourself but for others can you imagine what it would be like if i you any of us we die and we go to the other side. Now, I told you a little bit ago I did actually die, and there's a whole book I wrote about that. But we don't have time to talk about that right now. But can you imagine if we die and we meet somebody on the other side, whatever form that looks like, and we had the opportunity to share with them love, compassion, support, insights. We had the opportunity. We, we ran into them. We met them at a networking meeting. We met them somewhere. And we were so busy doing this that we missed a chance. And they're going to look in your eyes and then they say, why didn't you tell me? What are you going to do? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to go home to the, to the creator and say, I did everything I could. Lovely, Kellen. Lovely. I am just enjoying this conversation. And now let's come down from the mountain a bit and tell the common folks exactly how they can create income and in cap, in, impact with their gifts and talent. You know, firstly, uh, Kellen, just to understand how does a common man understand how do they find their own gifts and talents? How should they look within, look outside? Where do they get their skills? What this is all about? Four steps. There's four things to do to find your gifts. First of all, ask people who know you. People that are in your circle and in your family what they think and be set it up so they can talk honestly with you. People will tell you what they think you're good at. It happened to me a lot and I used to ignore it because I didn't believe I had any gifts. And so when I my mindset was, yeah, yeah, they're just saying stuff, I didn't hear things that people said to me but later I learned to so talk to people around you is number one number two explore yourself what things do you like to do like when you don't have any pressures of money or time or if you can't be that way then imagine if I was no money or time issues what would I do you might take a vacation and stare at the ceiling for a week okay fine after all that when you got done decompressing and you had, like, what would you do? For me, it's music. I love music. I go in the recording studio and I work for hours and hours and get lost. Or writing. Coaching is the same way. I met a lady yesterday. So this was, I met a lady on Lunch Club, which is an AI networking platform, yesterday. And I, you know, she's in south of England. And it was uh, she was beautiful and I was able to connect with her in a really powerful way in just 30 minutes and and just love her. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if I was busy worrying about me. So how to make income and impact. Finding your gifts. Ask other people. Look inside and see what you like to do. Number three is make use of adversity. Like you have been through struggles. I died. I used to struggle with depression. Uh, stuff you don't know about me, I spent some time in rehab. And during my big career success a couple of decades ago, I was a drug addict. So all of those things that we go through can either ruin us or refine us. 
So if you allow them to refine us, refine you, then every one of those adversities, what people have done to you or what you've done to yourself or whatever, or stuff that happens in the world, can make you a more powerful person. It gives you a specialized empathy. So ask others, go in yourself and see what you like. Use your adversity to refine you because it gives you tools that other people don't have. And the fourth one is create a relationship with your creator so you can feel like you get intuition and inspiration. So if you explore those things, you'll figure out what you like. And it's not like digging it up in the yard. It's a process of discovery. So you go do things until you until you find things. You land on things, and then you try that, and you make adjustments as you go along. But committing to finding something that you're going to be passionate about is more about choice than it is about discovery. So hear that. It's more about choice than discovery. So that's how you find your gifts. Part two is then what do you do with them? Well, whatever, let's take a struggle that you have had. Um, the struggles that I, and I can't speak to yours individually because I don't know each of you, but what I do know is the struggles that I've had with depression and, and divorce and addiction and blah, 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 blah. They have given me an empathy and a, and a desire to encourage people like nothing else. So you think, how do you sell empathy? How do you make a business, you know, encouraging people? Well, coaching is the people encouragement business. So I get to love people so powerfully and encourage them that they want to talk regularly and they want to work on projects with me. And so I get clients that way. That can be, I've taught piano lessons because I've done music. I've taught jazz improv. All of those things have turned into ways to make money if you want to. And with the internet and with everything, you can reach everybody in the world where 30 years ago, that you couldn't even dream of that stuff. So your ability to find a market, define an avatar, package a product, and sell whatever it is is a thousand times greater today than it's ever been. So the income piece is easy. The thing that gets in people's way is they don't believe. I don't have anything that's worth anything. I can't do this. I suck. I'll write a book and nobody will read it. Well, if you live like that, then you're creating your reality because it's not true but you have created it for yourself right right now Kellen, you have done so many things in your life you had several talents within yourself you could uh, find them you could use them and live the life that you wanted still you had to go through a lot of uh, problems with depression addiction and later on, the death experience, that, ha that is a different story. But in terms of people, uh, why, how is it that in spite of you having such a great, good head on your shoulders, you had to go through all these things? And how do people avoid these sort of things, straightway can know about their gifts, get down to monetizing them, and get down to, uh, you know, live a life, to, life of purpose? get to the life of self-actualization without worrying about security needs. How do they do that? What does your wisdom say here? First of all, you have to believe in yourself. One of the exercises I have people do is to go to the mirror and look themselves deeply and tenderly in the eyes and just say, I love you. 
For many people, that's very difficult. And say it many times and live with the thought until you truly view yourself as something precious. From that place, you have a lot more courage to discover what you have. Whether you've been through deep, terrifying things or not, it doesn't matter. You have been through the things you need. Maybe I was slow and I needed, you know, ugly things to get my head on. I don't know. But I can tell you that I'm not special. You right here have the tools in your hand and you need to search them and trust that instead of looking outside of you. So many people will go to another conference or they'll buy another wingili online or do this because they're looking for the outside, something outside to make everything okay. You're never going to find it. You're a divine being. It's inside. So go in and trust that and follow your intuition. And if you don't know how to hear it right now, then cultivate that skill because it's there and you don't have to go through a certain level of pain. You've been through what you've been through and that's enough to start where you are. Believe in your opportunity. And even if you have a slow ramp... There's people like single moms and stuff that have two jobs, and so they're working, and they barely have time to do this, that, and the other. Okay, their ramp to get to this place might be slower. Someone that has a little more time might be like this. What you don't want to do is quit and give up and say, I quit. I mean, you're free to do that, but you know where that road goes. Right, right, Kellen. Now, to understand uh, this thing, you know, what should be one's relationship with clients how what sort of a relationship do you have what sort of clients come to you uh, because you know you are talking about uh, clients at the same time as well as you know reaching 50 million people in this year itself so how do do you plan to manage both the things how do you plan to reach so many people at the same time as well as manage the clients that you have uh, one day at a time so I have a business plan on the wall, and my business plan says I never look for clients. I look for people to love, opportunities to serve, and problems to solve. And because I approach every conversation that way, many of the conversations go to the person I'm talking to saying, gee, this has been really helpful. Can you help me do this, that, and the other? And because I've listened a lot and I know about what they're doing, I can truthfully say, yes, I can or no, I can't. And in that way, cl creating clients is easy. It used to be hard because I felt like I was selling myself. It's not. I'm just trying to help people. And when they like what I do, then they hire me. Okay? Managing the time, it's just like anything else. I follow my intuition. Yes, I have a calendar. Uh, I put clients on there and I put time to do my road to 50 million lives that I do every day. And I put time to do podcasts was right before this. I was working for an hour on doing some video editing on that. Uh, so I just do the best that I can. And you know what? Stuff falls off the table and the schedule never works like I want it to. And crap breaks all the time. And there's no magic halo in my house that makes that not happen. I laugh, I pick up what I got, and I move forward. Right. You move forward. And how, how do you manage this? What's your podcast? If, if people want to uh, connect with you for your podcast, where do they listen to that? How do clients uh, reach out to you? How do they connect with you? How do simple people know more about you? Is there a way 
you know all about this, the aspects of your Yes. So when you have a name like Kellen Flukiger, you can't hide. Uh, If you Google me, there's thousands and thousands of hits for my executive career, plus all the coaching and and books and stuff. I'm on um, Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. You can find me. All my books are on Amazon. If you want to talk to me, all you have to do is... uh, Connect with me on one of the social media and send me a message. Kellen, I heard you. I saw you're this, that, and the other. Can we chat? I'm open to talking to people. And it isn't to get them as clients. I don't care. I don't know enough about anybody to start with. But I love meeting people. I love hearing about who you are and what you're doing. And then we'll see what happens after that. So I'm not going to, I don't know how to give you a tool that says automatic, you got to go find me. And I got a name like Kellen Flukiger and it's not that hard. Right, right. Not that hard. Now, my last question to you, uh, Kellen, is, you know, you have done so much. You have achieved so much. That whole list is in front of me. And even just to listen to all those things and the things that you have done, it will take so many years for somebody to just know about, you know, all the books, all the songs, and all the things that you have done, and you are still going strong with this 15 million thing. What is it that you ultimately want to achieve, uh, Kellen? Where is it that you want to go? You have had such a great life. Even a death experience could not, near-death experience could not stop you from being the man that you are and that you want to be. So thank you for asking that because there's no destination. I'm living in the moment as I want to. When the divine decides my span of effort is complete, I will joyfully move forward. I have no thought about that at all. So I have no destination other than today, in this moment, who can I help? Right now in this conversation, AJ, the only place I am is here with you. There's not another thing in my universe right now except yearning to reach and touch and love the people who watch your show and you because you're doing the effort to add good and encouragement and kindness to the world. So I do one thing at a time. That's it. And when my time runs out, then there'll be no more things. I have no destination because I'm living in purpose all the time. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you so much, Kellen, for joining us. Thank you.